It's KFBK Weekend Live. It's Bill Horenda, the morning sports anchor on News Radio KFPK, welcoming you back. Albert Parnell, we're in good hands, is engineering the show. And it's terrific to be back with you. Of course, this weekend lineup is kind of like the Yankees murderer's row. Bruce Maiman, Joey Garcia, Patrick Dorrance, many more. Next week, it'll be Angelique Ashby and Bob Grasswich hosting KFBK Weekend Live. And I'm delighted to be back. Of course, the world keeps spinning. There is a lot going on. I'd like to get your take on a variety of topics. And even perhaps those I don't raise... Feel free to raise them yourself. You can give us a call at 800-834-1530-916-921-1530. We're also on Facebook Live tonight, so I'll be entertaining your comments there as well. But uh, hope you're having a terrific summer and a terrific weekend. A couple of topics I'd like to raise tonight. Man, the NBA is beginning to rival the NFL when it comes to 12 months and everything that has occurred. It's been a frenetic off season with the, of course, the playoffs and the championship. The hegemony continues of the Golden State Warriors. Now we've got the Cleveland Cavaliers saga. Of course, we had the draft and free agency at the tail end right now. We had the Kings. Many pundits believe a very strong draft, a very strong free agency. But then Scott Perry departs. California's capital city for Madison Square Garden. His words, a dream job. So we're going to talk with Peter Vesey later on, a man who needs no introduction, a basketball Hall of Famer, legendary columnist, of course, quick-witted, some would say acerbic, controversial. We used to read his column back in the day in the New York Post, Hoop Du Jour, the punster, Uh, So we're delighted to have Peter Vesey. He'll be on later on. A little local flavor. You know, it's been almost a year now since the Golden One Center, the gorgeous downtown edifice, has opened. I want to get your take on that. Is it a boom? Is it a bust? Are you a detractor, a supporter? Were you a detractor then, a supporter now, vice versa? Let us know. And you know who's going to join us to talk about this and break it down Kelly Brothers from Genevieve Burford and Brothers, of course. Kelly's so much part of the fabric of Sacramento. You see him on TV. He was a TV anchor for a very long time. Also used to anchor on KFBK, and now he's a mainstay contributing business updates from his downtown office of Genevieve Burford and Brothers, adjacent to the aforementioned Golden One Center. We'll hear from Kelly. And also, you may have heard about this, too. The Golden State Warriors, the Chase Center, uh, due to open in a bit in San Francisco. So they've got a spin on the PSLs, or the private seat licensing scenario, that has occurred already in the NFL. Uh, Andy Dolich is, has done it all when it comes to sports and business. He's been an executive with the 49ers, with the Memphis Grizzlies, Major League Baseball. He also is one of the founding fathers of the tournament, the basketball tournament that the ESPN family of networks is currently carrying with a $2 million price tag. Andy lectures over at Stanford. Uh, it'll be great to get his take on not only the Chase Center and the Warriors, his take on the Golden One Center, and also the prospects of MLS here in Sacramento, as we've all followed very closely the story of Sac Republic FC, including their championship in the USL and uh, their pursuit of that type of moniker. You know, it's interesting. I was asked to host tonight, and July 22nd, you know, we all have those dates on our calendar that are magical dates, and this clearly rises to the top for me. We lost my mom about 10 years ago, and she was born along with her twin sister on July 22nd on top of Frank Sinatra's mother's bar. That's, of course, the apartment on top of it in Hoboken. And we lost my Aunt Adelaide as well, her twin sister, who had such a generous heart and spirit. I remember one time coming down from UMass Lowell on a whim. We drove down to Jersey And I said to my buddy, pull over. We were in Hoboken, I think on Willow Street. I said, there's my aunt. And Adelaide exchanged greetings, a big hug. I left with Italian bread, a bottle of wine, and $20. 
just incredible. And my mom, who, along with my family, made countless trips to games. She sat in the game. She got stuck at one of my college games next to a guy who played a bass drum all night long. After the game, the kid looks at my mom and says, excuse me, ma'am, can you please tell me what time it is? She looked at him and said, 20 minutes since Lowell beat you guys. So, you know, one thing about folks like that, they leave an indelible imprint on you, and they're really always with you. My mom, my Aunt Adelaide, my sister Lynn, my sister-in-law Melanie that we lost when they were in their 40s, my dad who we lost tragically when I was 12, he was 50, they never leave you. They, they really don't. So I feel like, and I'm sure you all can relate, you know, we've all experienced the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, and like Robert Frost said, we probably can concur on this, that summing up the three words that we've learned about life, it goes on. And that's all we can do is carry on every day and try to make a difference in the world in whatever our chosen professions are and the relationships that we have and cherish and try to maintain. And I just can't tell you how thankful I am to have that relationship with you. The KFPK audience, the intelligentsia. And Albert's in the booth here, and I get so much time. Usually I've got the traffic, the weather, and the time constraints of the updates, and this is just beautiful, just to let it breathe. It's like, you know, you open that bottle of wine, that vino. I only drink it for medicinal purposes. It makes your platelet slippery. Just let it breathe. You don't open it and down it. Although there are times times for that, too. But tonight we're going to let it breathe. Hey, it's Kelly Brothers, Andy Dolich, Peter Vesey, Andy Dolich. When we come back, you're listening to KFBK Weekend Live. I'm Bill Horenda, and thank you for joining us. We look forward to continuing the dialogue on a gorgeous Saturday night from California's capital city. Next guest has really been ubiquitous on the media scene, talking sports business. He's probably never been ushered in by secret weapons. Must be the music, bump music, though. You've seen him as an executive with the 49ers, with the Memphis Grizzlies, Major League Baseball, the MLS. You've probably seen him on TV in and around the Bay Area, as well as nationally. He's one of the founding fathers, as well, of the basketball tournament with a $2 million purse. It's currently airing on the ES. PN family of networks. Andy Dolich, welcome to KFBK Weekend Live. It's great to be with you and your listeners. And I was just thinking, listening to you talk about Hoboken, where my twin daughters lived a few years ago. Would you ever believe that when you left Hoboken, it would become the thriving metropolis it is? And when you set foot in the Golden One Center, did you ever think that was possible? You know what, Andy? Those are great points. With Hoboken, we were cool. We were there before it was cool. And I went to St. Peter's Prep in Lower Jersey City. And folks were like, wow, you're going to go into that neighborhood for school? I said, yes. And you know what, Andy? You raised another salient point. It looked like the Kings were gone, one foot out the door, the other on a banana peel headed to Seattle. You're exactly right. That's what's so great about sports and I guess keeps knuckleheads like us employed because all the metricists, analysts, you know, guys that are writing code and uh, deciding who the draft pick should be. It's an uncertain business. Who would have thought the 49ers would be 2-14 and 14 last year? And a few years ago, when Joe Lake was being protected by Rick Barry, that they would become the most magical team maybe in all of professional sports today. It's incredible, Andy. It really is how quickly things can change. But the Warriors, you know, when you hear people like Jeff Van Gundy, who says, and others, right, that I'm paraphrasing, that the talent gap has never been wider in the NBA since he's been around the game, and the chemistry that they have, as Howard Beck would say, the complementary chemistry, the magnanimous nature of Kevin Durant taking less money so more, can, more people can re-sign, it's, it's uncanny. And also, Andy, I'll raise this with you conversely, I didn't see the Giants swoon 
of this season. I know they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, first and foremost, the Bumgarner uh, motorbike accident uh, back in Colorado. But you're right. You just never know what's going to happen. That's for sure. And that's, and that's why it's great because that's why individuals love to talk about sports. And being involved in an entity like TBT, the basketball tournament, I loved it because four years ago when we started talking about it, people said, hey, you need to seek professional help. That'll never happen. <laughs> so now, now we're in year four with a $2 million first prize, 20-plus hours of live TV on ESPN all this weekend. Yeah, I guess we're not going to compete with the British Open, but actually our winning team is going to make more money than the winner of the British Open. And uh, August the 3rd, prime time ESPN, the championship of TBT. So, you know what? Having dreams isn't the worst thing in the world. The audacious, insatiable appetite for hoop, Andy, you've tapped into it. I walked into the studio today, and uh, 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 Mr. Parnell, who's running our board, Albert Parnell, what did he have on the screen? The tournament. There you go. TBT. And, Andy, you were quoted in the San Francisco Chronicle front page, private seat licenses with a twist on for the Warriors, the Chase Center. I want to get your take on, you know, Dumbing that down for us, the quick explanation, and if you think this is something that have, has legs that could end up in other NBA cities, maybe Sacramento. Well, Bill, uh, the real baseline is that the Warriors are pretty savvy, and they stayed away from the three worst letters in sports, P, S, and L, personal seed license. So they crafted uh, a new uh, overview called membership, right? Membership has its privileges. Remember Telly Somali? Absolutely. (laughs) Members only jackets. That's what I thought about. (laughs) No no team has written a better script than the Warriors for moving into a new plus billion dollar building. And in California, you know this. You've started in Sacramento. We've seen it with the Raiders leaving because they can't find the money here, what the Giants did. It's now 17 years ago and what the Warriors are doing. Um, The fans ultimately have to pay for the building. It's not just the owners. The owners are paying for the team. So in this case, you're handing over 15,000 bucks interest free for 30 years. Now, I won't be here in 30 years. You'll still be talking and broadcasting, <laughs> but a 30-year commitment is a long time. Now, right now, the Warriors are flying as high as you can, but you used the word banana peel. Steph Curry slips on a banana peel. Um, things change overnight, and I'm not saying that's going to happen. They have tremendous talent. Um, this program is helping them pay for a billion dollars, think about it, a billion dollars for an arena. Um, Levi Stadium, a billion five, and what boggles my mind, the new football stadium that will house the Chargers um, at L.A., $3.6 billion. I mean, that's, that's incredible, serious man. Mo- that's serious money. And uh, can we say Gordon Hayward, $100 million plus? J.J. Reddick, what, 22? 20, if for, uh, it, it, unbelievable, Andy, yes. So in this market, in Northern California, there is so much disposable income. I, I saw something yesterday in the New York Times. I, I had to blink twice. So in Los Altos Hills, right, not the lowlands, but in Los Altos Hills, right there, Mountain View, right off 280, there was a house uh, on the market in Los Altos Hills for $68 million. Huh? Wow. And you know what? Probably by tomorrow night, they'll have three offers. Now, <laughs> you and I uh, probably aren't going to put the deposit on it, but because there's so much disposable income, back to the Warriors, back to what the Kings did when everyone thought it was impossible and they were going to Vegas, there's enough money fortitude, will, entrepreneurship, and people get it done. Um, You know, looking forward, you mentioned it before, I'm a big believer in soccer going way back to the NASL when I was with the Washington Diplomats in the 70s. I have a son who's an executive with the Portland Timbers, and Sac Republic is following the same roadmap 
that the Timbers followed, and now they're one of the most successful teams with one of the greatest environments in sports in Portland. And I had hoped that Sac Republic would have already been in MLS, but hopefully it's right around the corner. And Andy, in your estimation, what what has been the barrier to that happening? I know obviously there was a ownership change and nuance there with Warren Smith and Kevin Nagel. But in your opinion, what what has been the delay and how deleterious is that to the effort of getting this thing done on an MLS level for Sacramento? Bill, i got to reach for my dictionary. Deleterious <laughs> and ubiquitous in the same sports talk show. Um, wow. I mean, we're killing the demo, right? Um, but but uh, has it been a negative? It's only been a negative because there's politics in all of these deals. There's no expansion deal in sports history that doesn't have politics. Building a new facility, ownership, the elected officials – uh, the only thing that I think has really been a drag on Sac Republic is the amount of enthusiasm that you see around the rest of the country. These teams just four and five years ago were going for 40 and 50 million bucks. And now this next two or three rounds of expansion in MLS, 200, two and a quarter, $250 million. And you've got major cities across the country. You've got major uh, sports ownerships that want to add another team to their environment in wherever they're at. And that's really been the challenge where Don Garber, who I think has done a magnificent job as commissioner of MLS, um, you know, it's only taken 50 years, Bill, for soccer to be an overnight success. (laughs) And I could say that. I can say that because I always have a picture of the Washington diplomats on my wall in my office. But soccer is really growing. And and I'm going to be at the game tomorrow at Levi's between uh, Real Madrid and Man City, uh, Manchester United, excuse me. And there'll be 70,000 people there. Who would have thunk that? Um, So the international friendlies, the U.S. and men's and women's in the Olympics, um, the Portland Timbers have a women's team, the Thorns. It's sort of a secret, but they average 15,000 a game in Portland and have 10,000 season tickets. So, I mean, soccer has always been a big part of Sacramento and Northern California. And I just hope that MLS says yes, because, you know, the Vancouver team, Seattle and Portland do as well as any teams in the league. And I hope that when Sac Republic comes in, they join the Cascadia group and not the Southern California group. I think that's where the Quakes sort of made a mistake, and they've sort of aligned themselves with the Galaxy and the teams down south. Mistake. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. You follow him on Twitter, at Kufish. He's Andy Dolish, business maven, former MLB, NFL, MLS exec, He's a terrific sports mind. And, Andy, I pay you the same tribute I do UB Brown. Listening to you is like listening to a professor that you want to stay to listen to after the bell. Thanks so much for joining us on KFBK Weekend Live. Thank you. Have a great one, Bill. You too, Andy. You're listening to KFBK Weekend Live. I'm Bill Horrenda. Your call's next. And Kelly Brothers, 916-921-1530, 800-834-1530. Here's Carolyn Burns with the news. Mariah Carey in town. And welcome back to KFBK Weekend Live. It's Bill Horrenda, the morning sports anchor. Anchoring and breathing with so much time. And, of course, you can call us at 916-921-1530. Toll-free, 800 834-1530. And now we are joined by a man that most know, of course, as a Bon Vivant, a raconteur, the financial guru. You see him on TV. You hear him on KFBK. It's Kelly Brothers with Genevieve Burford and Brothers. Kelly, welcome to KFBK Weekend Live. Good to be with you, Billy Boy. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. And I say this now, hosting, you know, usually we're under the constraints of the clock, but it's so nice in a 
flowing. It's like a flowing offense that the Kings aspire to to just kick it with you and break th- break things down. The season. Wait, wait. You mean you and I aren't going to be interrupted by traffic in about three minutes? <laughs> good, right. good. <laughs> that's right. The Marconi Curve looks the Pioneer right Bridge now. backed up. I can say that because it's actually kind of shut down. Well. Uh, reduce lanes but we digress billy what do you want to talk about today well kelly you know what i want to talk about the golden one center the urban downtown renewal of sacramento how would you assess the effect on the economy and maybe even more importantly the psyche of sacramento as we get close to wrapping up year one of the new downtown edifice you know, I, uh, I believe it's been a home run and will continue to be so. And, uh, you know, full disclosure, I, I mean, I've felt that way for a long time. That, And this was more than just about a new arena. It's where the arena went. And it went to the right place. And you can feel it. You can see the restaurants opening. You were only uh, maybe two months away from the Sawyer Hotel opening up a beautiful new structure downtown. Downtown Commons, which is all part of this, will be coming online here in the near future as well, which is retail and restaurants and some office space. So there's a lot going on. But even beyond the King's piece of this, it's every it's the halo effect. It's the halo effect you know that that stretches out for blocks where you see renewal and rejuvenation and. Um, you know, to the extent, you know, the city put in some revenues, specifically having to do with their parking structures into this, I, I'm thinking right now, anyway, it's looking like a good investment. These are tough times for cities trying to figure out exactly how to allot money. Um, you know, and I, you know, I just, it, times are changing. I mean, it used to be where you'd have to put money into libraries. Do you, I mean, you know, libraries don't, I've walked into two libraries in the last year, and they and they were more like homeless warming centers. And I I feel terrible for those people who have to use them that way. But libraries are changing. I mean, people don't need to go to the library to do research. They do it on their phone now. They do it, you know, on their computer. They do it at school. Uh, and so the priority for funds from the city is changing. And I think if you look at the relative value in terms of driving downtown development. Uh, I think the arena is will turn out to be a very good investment. And, and of course, Kel, I, I certainly uh, you know love basketball and love cities. You know, having grown up in Jersey and being at Madison Square Garden as a kid, uh, the world's most famous arena. Uh, but I don't understand. You know, I'm like uh, Paulie from Goodfellas. I go to a restaurant, I sit down, and I eat. I don't know how to you know run a restaurant and what have you. But what did detractors say? during the planning phases and the talks and the plans of the arena? And perhaps more importantly, what are they saying now? What could they say about uh, this project, which, of course, is completed and many believe, as you do, uh, is currently thriving? Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think the you can't write the final chapter on this for a while. And I will say this, studies done in a number of cities have shown that new arenas, I mean, it's not automatic. It doesn't, it doesn't automatically just happen that you rejuvenate an, an area because you put a stadium or an arena there. Uh, there has to be a certain level of synergy. There has to be a certain level of private and public investment that goes in around it. Um, and I think that's happening. I think we're going to see it with the rail yard as well. So it's not, it's not a slam dunk. That's for sure. And I mean, I wonder about things, for example, you know, think about this. Um, so much of the financing from the city side was based on parking. Um, we're we're in a world and moving toward a world where fewer and f- fewer people are going to be using their own cars, where they hopefully will use some level of mass transit, but Uber and Lyft and uh, you know self-driving cars that might be able to park themselves somewhere. I mean, there's all <laughs> sorts of new things which may uh, negatively impact the projections of how much parking was going to be needed. I'm shocked whenever I go to this arena and drive out at how little traffic I hit leaving. And that was one of the big detractors, which I always thought was a complete red herring, that, oh, it's going to generate terrible traffic. Uh, I mean, you want bad traffic downtown at night. I mean... Tumbleweeds could roll down the streets here two years ago, uh, you know, after 5.30, because all the state workers were gone home, and there was really no reason to stay downtown. So, you know, now that there are reasons to keep people downtown, both private and state employees, 
yeah, there's going to be some more traffic, and that's a that's a good thing. That's a byproduct. That's, that's right. That's the energy. Vibrant, yeah, of a vibrant economy. So, um, you know, this we got to wait a few years to see how it all pans out. But I think when they do the net effect on downtown, it will be very positive. And, and Kel, I challenge. Google Elon Musk to develop a self-driving car that will parallel park better than I do because it ain't going to happen. Let me just I'm going on record. I'm going out on a limb right now. No motorized car will be able to park itself better than I can do it. And I'm sure you won't disagree with that. No, no. I remember that one time I was in your car and uh, (laughs) I mean, I strapped on my helmet and you made it in without, you know, with very little impact on the surrounding cars or the people on the sidewalk, which was great to see. Now, Uh, Kelly, let let me ask you about this uh, new report as far as the Kings. Hey, wait, I want to throw something else in here, Bill. Sure, absolutely. I had this conversation with my son, okay? You and I are guys who like to go out and have a cold beer on occasion, correct? Correct. That is true. I was telling him, you know, that two of the great regulators in my life of alcohol consumption, which I was happy to have, you know, I'm the type of guy who says, if we're all going out, hey, I'll drive. Because Mm -hmm. I know that if I have two Coors Lights with my meal over three hours, I'm fine and I, you know, everyone's good, right? And they can do whatever they want. And I use it as my regulator. And I said, two of the great ones in my life were kids because we all know the pain of waking up slightly hungover with kids in the house, um, and driving. And I've used those to my advantage, and I think to keep me healthier and to keep me more balanced and everything else. And I was just making the point to my son, hey, we might be entering a place where you one of those regulators might be gone for people. Driving may not be an issue. Uber and, and Lyft, all, I mean, it's nice if you want to go out and and uh, and celebrate for some reason. But in terms of just a normal lifestyle, they remove one of the great governors of, in terms of your consumption. And you just need to be careful about that when you think about how those patterns are changing and what that may mean, um, and probably good news for restaurants and bars, but is it good news for you personally? I just wanted to throw that in. Yeah, you know, Kel, the impact of technology is just incredible in our lives. How about as it relates to the arena? Is that something that stands out to you, whether it's, you know, opening the doors, how green the place is, how good the Wi-Fi is? Uh, and I know you were there, re- you know, you've been there frequently, of course, but recently for Bruno Mars. What, what, is, what is that feel like for you and for the city of Sacramento? You know, I, I can't, I'm, I'm probably not good at speaking to that part because I'm not sure I use it, use the incredible technological advantage Golden One has over, you know, past arenas to anywhere near its full extent. I mean, it, it clearly is, uh, you know, clearly the Wi-Fi is much better. Clearly you can get a call out. You can, you know, uh, my wife was out of town. I, I, I FaceTimed her during one of Bruno Mars' songs just so she could get a feel for what it was like because the place was jumping. Um, so all that is good. But in terms of actually using it, although I must say, I mean, you know, you, in the morning I'll get a flash. You know, here's the next group to sign on to come to to Golden One in November or December or early next year. And it's great to see. It's great to have that drip, drip, drip of here are the incredible acts that are coming to Sacramento. I mean, the Andre Ryu Orchestra, world-renowned, coming in a few months. And in the next two weeks, you've got Ed Sheeran and John Mayer and Lionel Richie tonight. And you've got well, Hall & Oates tomorrow night. And you've got, these are all acts that would not have come to Sacramento otherwise. No, oh, it's incredible, Kelly. And, of course, you know, with the, it, it, beyond just the NBA and 450 of the best basketball players on the planet, it is incredible. Hey, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Bill Horenda. It's KFBK Weekend Live with Kelly Brothers, our special guest, of course. You see Kelly on the TV side and on KFBK in ubiquitous fashion, the financial guru from Genevieve Burford and Brothers. And, Kelly, let me ask you about the Kings and Live Nation. Uh, the reports now that they could be in negotiations to operate city properties. How would that uh, enhance the downtown experience at not only the Golden One Center, but the other city venues? Like you, you've articulated attracting talent, not the problem, of course, but how would that change and maybe amplify what's going on? Yeah, you need some scale, but I think it would be a really good thing. They're just beginning negotiations. Who knows how the numbers work out, but uh, the way they're headed is, you know, the question that's being asked is, could the Kings and Live Nation 
I think they promote more shows than anyone else in the country. Could they get together and team up to promote and to and to manage and to book downtown Sacramento city-owned um, uh, venues, places like the Memorial Auditorium, the Convention Center, the Community Center Theater? Should they be doing it as opposed to just having someone in-house who's operating as a independent operator, so to speak, and you're just trying to, you know, you got Live Nation. I mean, just to throw out an idea, I mean, let's say they're booking Hamilton into six cities. Well, it'll be nothing for them to add on Sacramento as one of those cities. You see what I'm saying? So there's scale there. There's there's an advantage that cannot be gained if you're operating it as a city department. And it appears that the mayor has figured this out. it appears that, uh, you know, he's understanding that's a vital piece because, you know, when you look at the uh, unemployment rates for young people, um, they're higher than they should be given how strong the economy is and how low the unemployment rate is overall. And the biggest uh, employer of young people uh, is hospitality, is restaurants and hotels. And those only do well if the Memorial Auditorium and the Convention Center and the Community Center Theater and the Golden One Arena are regularly booking shows, giving Sacramento people reason, Sacramento people, Roseville people, Folsom people, Elk Grove people to come downtown over and over and over again because the entertainment is that good. Um, so I, I think it's a great idea. Um, and, you know, and again, it's one of those situations, Bill, where I think the city will make some money if, if it's done right. But even if they didn't make, even if it was break even, and even if they just brought people downtown far more often for great shows, and they picked up their money through the tax revenues generated by all the folks going to restaurants or staying in hotels that would not have done so otherwise, it's a win. Kel, listen, I want to thank you for your time. This has been absolutely terrific. And in all sincerity, I think I speak for so many people in and around Sacramento uh, that you have been so good to and so kind to. And I thank you for your uh, help, your assistance, your friendship. Uh, and I just want to thank you for uh, for that, as well as taking the time to join us on KFBK Weekend uh, You're Live. too kind. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. Let's do it again. Absolutely. No question about it. Terrific having Kelly Brothers on KPK Weekend Live. Give us a call, 916-921-1530, 800-834-1530. Back with more after this. And welcome back. It's KFBK Weekend Live. It's Bill Horenda. Thank you for joining us. Obviously, the rotating guests of KFBK Weekend Live, Bruce Maiman, Joey Garcia, Patrick Dorrance, and next week it'll be Bob Grasswich joined by Angelique Ashby. Don't miss it. Five to seven Pacific, and it's absolutely terrific to be with you. We've heard from Andy Dolich, sports business maven, Kelly Brothers, a local financial expert uh, in and around Sacramento and Northern California. We talked about the urban renewal and renaissance downtown with the Golden One Center and adjacent to it. Andy Dolich breaking down Sacramento's possibility uh, to be an MLS city. He was quite sanguine, quite bullish on that, uh, as well as the Chase Center and the Golden State Warriors' plans there to have a membership, not a personal seat license, but a membership, in essence, a 30-year loan uh, from season ticket holders to finance that building. So quite interesting stuff there. And, of course, we will post these interviews in their entirety uh, at KFBK.com. We'll tweet them out. So thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Peter Vesey is going to join us after the break. You know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and we can get into it in the second hour, is just what you're doing for the summer, summer reading, what you're watching, what inspires you, how you recharge. I've got to say that I stumbled upon The Defiant Ones, uh, an HBO documentary on Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine that is absolutely riveting. I can't take my eyes off it. When I'm channel searching now, if it's on again, I cannot turn the thing off. It's just uncanny. And a brief background here, uh, Jimmy Iovine is the son of a longshoreman in Brooklyn growing up, uh, an engineer uh, recording music, turns into a producer. He worked with John Lennon, Bruce Springsteen, uh, Stevie Nicks, Tom Petty, and then fast fo- forward to Snoop Dogg, Eminem, uh, as well as Death Row Records, Nine Inch Nails, Marilyn Manson, a fascinating look at his life and the life of Dr. Dre, P- 
paralleling their lives until they work together uh, in music, culminating with their sale of Beats by Dr. Dre to Apple for a couple of billion. And I did not misspeak. That is billion with a B. But it is fascinating stuff. Uh, And again, I'm just curious to get your take on that. And other stuff that you may be looking at reading this summer. I'm also reading an autobiography by Johnny Cash with Patrick Carr. Finding Ultra with Rich Roll, two Father's Day gifts that uh, I have to admit I'm not getting through as quickly as I'd like. But I want to know what you're up to this weekend. It's 1-800-834-1530. You can call us at 916-921-1530. It's KFBK Weekend Live. It's you. It's me. And next, after the break... It's Peter Vesey, the basketball columnist, the Hall of Famer, Hoop Du Jour, coming up after the break. And welcome back to KFBK Weekend Live. It's Bill Horenda, and we're joined now by a man who needs no introduction if you have followed round ball at all over the course of the last few years. A basketball Hall of Famer, the recipient of the Kurt Gowdy Media Award back in 2009, New York City Basketball Hall of Famer inducted in 01. We all love Hoop Du Jour, formerly with the New York Post, ubiquitous on TV. It's Peter Vesey joining us from New York. Peter, welcome to KFBK Weekend Live. Do we still have time? (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what? I, I've never been one for brevity, Peter, but we need to take advantage of our time together. And I want to ask you, we'll, we'll get to your new venture and the new way that you're sharing and spreading content, content but we got to ask you about Kyrie Irving and LeBron James and this imbroglio in Cleveland. What's your take on it? Well, first of all, Bill, I don't, I don't know what's real and imagined. I mean, I'm reading sources say, uh, have we? Have you seen a quote from Kyrie? You know what, Peter? I haven't. From the horse's okay, mouth, so, I haven't. So I don't know. I don't know what what anybody expects. You know, to, to say off of sources because we start commenting on what they you know, allegedly say he wants, and I think we're wasting our breath. Um, I, I I'm assuming, and I hope I'm not an ass for doing that, but. I'm assuming that uh, he did ask for to be traded. So I'll, I'll go along with that much, but now I'm reading that he, they, he's actually named teams. People have the teams that he's named, but I, I don't I don't know, Bill. I, uh, you know, uh, I pointed out in my, my column today that, you know, certainly Kyrie isn't the first one to uh, ask for a trade, a superstar uh, to ask for a trade. You know, I mentioned Wilt and Julius Irving and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, just three of them. But um, it really, really bothers me that uh, he would want out of a situation where they've gotten to the finals three times when everybody else, Kevin Durant starting the way, uh, wants to opt in to get to the finals. So I don't it, – it really doesn't make any sense to me um, – I know players today, they feel that they can, you know, he, you know, nobody said demand, but so he asked to be traded, you know, and, and now he wants to pick his location. And, of course, he wants to be, you know, one of the highest paid players in the league, which is really saying something these days. And, and then they get it. And, and he makes <laughs> what they want. And uh, it's preposterous. Um, I, I propose today that, uh, you know, Gilbert tell him to shut up and play the game because he has no leverage. He's got a contract, exactly. He's got two years on his contract. He's not a free agent in waiting. He doesn't have a no-trade clause. He has no leverage. So, and I tell him, hey, Kyrie, get a grip on reality and get on the court for us. Now, we might discuss it as you're going into your free agent year, you know, just like they might discuss trading LeBron right now in his free agent year. And and that, to me, is probably the reason that Kyrie is saying what he's allegedly saying or feeling the way he's allegedly feeling is that he, if LeBron goes this, this summer, 
and I'm advocating they do trade him because the, if, if they wait until after the year, they're going to get nothing right. if yep. he leaves. If he leaves. And, and it appears he, he will leave from everything I hear. So Kyrie might be just looking to get, get ahead of the uh, the exodus. You know, he might be, be looking to part that Red Sea for himself first. But, again, I, I'm Gilbert. You know, he's a tough guy, Gilbert. Um, yep. And to me, I know I'm talking a lot, but I, to me, they uh, somebody from management must have leaked this to make him look bad. And, Peter, that begs the question, likely destinations for LeBron. Would that be the Knicks? Would it be the Lakers? We know he's got the crib in Brentwood. What, what, do, you, what do you think? I know these are unfair questions. We're speculating and what have you. But, uh, but obviously, that's primary uh, amongst folks following the league is where w- will he end up? Well, you know, again, it, it, it's all a guessing game. You know, who who has the source that said he's leaving? Nobody. You know, who has the source that said, you know, where he might want to go? You know, it's all it's all speculation and conjecture and you know, I it's okay, we can do that, but I'm not gonna get in trouble doing it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I wrote, you know, in my column a couple couple days ago that uh you know, the Lakers would be a team that uh, would be real real smart to reach out for him now and not wait till after this season. Um, the Cavaliers would be smart because they could get something uh, real respectable for him, you know, an Ingram and Randall perhaps, and saving off a lot of money. But And if they got those two guys, you know, at the time I wrote it, we didn't know that, you know, Kyrie had asked to be traded. But he must know something. Kyrie must know something that, that LeBron is on his way out. Uh, because I don't believe, I just, I know Kyrie a little bit, okay? A little bit. Yeah. I coached him in the, Elite 24 at Rucker Playground when he was going into his senior year in high school. And uh, also had uh, Rivers' kid and uh, Sullinger was on playing. You, know, a lot of you were a good coach then, Peter. That's a lot of talent. No, 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 no. <laughs> we lost. <laughs> <laughs> How does that you know, happen? I was terrible. But, <laughs> but I will say that I, I would blame it on my assistant coaches who were Kevin Love and uh, – and Brandon Jennings. I blame it on that. There, there you but, go. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I got to know him a little bit while you know, we spent like a, a day together. And he, you know, he even asked me at the time, he said, you know, I got, I'm got thinking about three schools that I'm going to, uh, I might go to. And, and I, I remember two of them. And one of them was because he's a Jersey kid. Yeah, sure. With, with a New York father. But he said Rutgers. And then I said, well, you know, I can't remember, I can't remember the other one. And then, the, and then the, the key one, he says, and, and Duke. And I said, Kyrie, please. <laughs> why are we even? Why are we even discussing this? You know, like, yeah. So it's Duke. But and and I saw him at the All Star game, you know, a couple of years ago when he won the MVP. And my point is, is that I, in a little bit that I know him, I, I just can't believe, I can't fathom that he would say or believe that he has to go somewhere else because he wants to be the main guy. If he if he wants to be the main guy, why why are they speculating that? San Antonio Spurs are one of the key teams for him. You know, Kawhi Leonard's the main guy. He's not the. He won't be the main guy. Right. So right. It makes no. It makes no sense. You know. Okay. You want to come to New York and be the main guy? Well, you know what? If the Knicks, if the Knicks, you know, would really offer him something, you know, try to get him. You know, Carmelo's not going to stay. I know that he's going to Houston, so he won't be here. Right. And uh, so what? So what do they get for? Carmelo, I don't know. Right now, it doesn't look like anything significant. Now, what are they going to offer Przingis for him? <laughs> I don't they, think they so. Are, you can't part with him exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know. And in case you're just joining us, it's the legendary Peter Vesey joining us on KFBK Weekend Live. And Peter, being here in Sacramento, I have to ask you, the Knicks and the Kings, of course, two franchises that have just been reeling, uh, your take on Scott Perry defecting Sacramento. The Kings had a decent draft. I say decent because obviously a couple of years from now we'll be able to tell uh, free agency, Hill, Carter, and Zebo. Uh, just what, what's your perspective on uh, Perry and the Knicks and getting that going and also Divac here making the Kings relevant again? Well, I'm a, I'm a big Vlade Divac, Divac fan because uh, at an All-Star game, I think it was the same one that Perry and I spoke um, 
Vlade and I hadn't seen each other in a long time, and he introduced me to his son as as the best basketball writer ever. So he he can do no wrong. In that <laughs> way, so. He's a great talent evaluator. Well, you know, like I, I was stunned. Actually. I was really <laughs> stunned that he said that, and you know, I, I really appreciate it. But anyway, I I I don't understand why they allowed Scott Perry to leave. Uh, yeah, second round pick and what? How much cash did they get? Did anybody ever find that? I'm out? not sure, Peter. Cup. Uh, it was. I think you're only allowed to give a certain amount. You're only allowed to give. I don't know. Two million, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it was that much. I don't know. So nobody's come up with that. But anyway, how? Why after hiring him and I and and I I only know him peripherally. I do not know him to speak to ever. But I I kind of followed him in places that he's been. And I and I took great exception to uh, you know writers in New York immediately saying, oh, you know, in Orlando he did this, and in you know Detroit he did this, whether it was positive or negative. And and I and I came back and said, wait a minute, he's never been the number one guy. In most places he was the third or fourth guy. So how are you blaming him or crediting him? But let's, let's go past that. I know I know for a fact a couple things that happened in Orlando. He wanted to do them, and I'm trying to think uh, of the CEO's name. Wow! But he did. He just CR didn't have management guy. support, Peter, to get it to do what he wanted to do as not the first as not the first guy as not the main guy there. Um. Yeah. But anyway, the CEO, the CEO, you know, he was running the show. He still is. He used to be the PR guy of the, of the damn magic. And then, and then the GM was, was over, was over Perry and he hired, he brought him in. So I know for a fact, two things that Perry wanted to do and they, no, they overruled him. And, uh, and now he's taking some heat for some of the, you know, those two things. But anyway, I don't know. I, why Why did they? You tell me. I'd like to know the answer. Why would the Kings allow him to leave after he made so many moves in such a short time? I mean, is this the reason that they're as bad as they are? Is it they, they, they don't know to, to make... to, to decide to keep somebody that they that they like? I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Like, it was good. I, no, you know what, Peter? This was a terrific honeymoon. I mean, this draft with, uh, with Fox and J- Jackson and Giles and Mason... And, you know, a true kind of recognition of a rebuild that needs to occur after jettison Cousins. You know, we all knew it wasn't working with Cousins. Maybe, you know, for him it will elsewhere. It certainly wasn't here. More rotation in the coach's office than, than on the defensive end of the floor. So you're right. I, I mean, I like that. I like that. <laughs> so, but, but so Peter. Bill, answer my question. Yes. Answer, why did they say yes and let him go? You, you know what? need a second round pick. Does a billionaire need another million? You know what, Peter? I can only speculate as to why they gave the Knicks permission to talk to him. Did he want well, more here? You know what I'm saying? Like, did he want the main job here and it wasn't open well, because Vlade's here? That's like Kyrie. He just came in. He's got a contract. Who cares what he wants? Like, no, yeah. I don't believe that for a second. The Knicks wanted him. Okay, we get that. But if they want him so bad, get a number one pick for him anyway, if that's going to be it. Forget the second round. Right? You know, they're, they're worth fine. But then, number one. So, you know, we don't care. It's like Kyrie. We don't care what you want. <laughs> You're working for us now. We know we've got a nice situation going. And, uh, right. Shut up and work. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Peter, speaking of that, the Patreon, I just subscribed to get your content. Tell us a little bit about that, how you could do what I did and get your content. We're really excited about this, as I'm sure you are. Yeah, well, you're going to have to give them the, the place to, uh, to contact. Um, Patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search Peter Vesey. You can sign up and get his content. It's simple, minimal fee to do that, five bucks. Yeah, five five dollars a month, my column, <laughs> and 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 the reason I'm doing it is um, I, I I I have an antsy. I, uh, my wife and I rescue animals, and uh, many of them have died in the last year or so, and um, and so you know I just I, need, I wanted something to do, and I've been being pushed by a guy a guy named Jack Gallagher who was my sports editor. He used, to, he used to use my columns in his paper 
the Japan Times for seven, for since 1997 to 2012 when I retired. My column was carried in the Japan Times, which I think they have 10 million circulation a day. You know, it's an English paper. And anyway, Jack used to be the PR guy of the Clippers back when, you know, 25 yeah. years ago. Do you know him? I do not know him. No. Okay, so so he's been he's he's a, he's a tremendous supporter of mine, and he kept saying, "Man, come on, we got to get to, you know, like something would happen." He goes, "Peter, they're waiting. They they want you to. What's your opinion?" Right, right. And and finally, finally, I I said, but you know, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Bill, man, it's hard getting back writing, and I the last I've written four of them so far, and um, every night. I, I'm I'm working till five in the morning. I, I love it. I, I, Peter, listen, we'll have to do this again really soon. It's Peter right. Vesey, Patreon.com. Peter, thanks so much for your time. We're delighted that Good you're you, that you joined us and Next that you're time back. I'm on, would you find out the reason? I will. <laughs> I will. I'm going to shut up and get to work right now. All right. Okay. <laughs> Th- thanks, Peter. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. You're listening to KFBK Weekend Live. That was Peter Vesey. Back with more after this. The factor not available in all states. Man, this bump music is so good. Man, it's Saturday night. Young and Company. You know it. You used to jam to it. You jam to it now. Young and Company, I like what you're doing to me. This used to permeate Jersey. Hudson County, Jersey City, Ocean Avenue, Kennedy Boulevard, 79th and 5th, 82nd Street Park, 88th Street Park. Everybody's jamming. Raise that up a little bit, Albert. Oh, yeah. Saturday night, up and down and up and down my spine. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. It's Bill Horrenda, KFBK Weekend Live. It pains me to stop that music. You can leave it there, Albert. It's good. Leave it there, right there. 916-921-1530. You can reach us toll-free, 800-834-1530. We hope to light your fire. Peter Vesey, Andy Dolich, Kelly Brothers. What a lineup, and it's Bill Horrenda. And next up, batting cleanup. Carolyn Burns with your news. It's Bill Horrenda. Thanks for listening to KFPK Weekend Live. We're back in moments. Here's Carolyn Burns with the news. Sitting on a rainbow, got the string. Are you kidding me? Around Just my to this, finger. Folks. What a world! The mellifluous tones of Francis Albert Sinatra. Hoboken's own old blue eyes, chairman of the board. Go. Just listen to him. Anytime I move my finger. Bill Horrenda. Lucky me. If you hadn't guessed. KFBK Weekend Live. Give us a call at 916-921-1530. Thanks to Andy Dolich, Kelly Brothers, Peter Vesey for joining us and you for listening. And uh, we have a caller. We have a couple of calls, actually. And it's Peter. Peter, good evening. How are you on this fine Saturday night? I'm fine, Bill. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. What's on your mind? I just wanted to call and say that I knew it was going to be you hosting tonight. I don't know how, but I did. <laughs> and I wanted to call and say hello because I do enjoy talking to you. And I wanted to call and, and express blessings for your show tonight. Peter, we spoke last month, right? You're, you're over at the law school, is that correct? The law library? Yeah, I work in the law library, yes. There you go. It's terrific to hear from you again, absolutely. How's, how's your summer going? Doing well. Excellent. Up by Clear Lake. It was very nice. Excellent. Excellent. I, I appreciate you listening, Peter, for sure. I know you had indicated last time we chatted that, you know, uh, 
you like sports. It may not be on the top of your priority list, but uh, but we sure appreciate you listening to KFBK and chiming in here. That's for sure. Well, my pleasure, and I especially enjoyed your interview with Kelly Brothers. He's it, one fine person, and I enjoy hearing him. So, Peter, you, you know what? Oh, my, my pleasure. And you know what, Peter? I was very sincere when I wrapped up that interview that with Kelly that I felt like I was speaking for so many folks because he does so mu- so many things for people in a very quiet way, and I felt like it was an opportunity to thank him, not just for me and his support of me and, and what have you, but for everyone within the city and the region. What what a gem of a guy. So thanks very much for uh, for saying that, and I, I can't tell you how much I really enjoy uh, you know my friendship with Kelly and, and what he does for everyone in the community. So thanks for that. You're most welcome, sir. And Peter, we'll talk next month, all right? I'll be back next month. Uh, So we'll definitely talk. I look forward to catching up with you then as well, all right? My pleasure. Thank Thank you, you. Peter. There's Peter chiming in, a loyal KFBK listener throughout the week. And I think we have another caller with a Hoboken trivia question. And uh, I better get this. There's a lot of pressure on this one. Welcome to Weekend Live, KFBK Weekend Live. Dan, how are you? Doing great. Calling from Citrus Heights. Second time caller, long time listener to um, KFBK. Great, thanks very much. You're welcome. Uh, second time caller to this show, anyway. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I like it, Dan. I like it. You've got us on speed dial. It's tremendous. <laughs> Probably <laughs> unintentional. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it? What was you, you do have a Hoboken trivia question. Now the pressure's on. I usually okay. maintain my poise, but this is big. If you have a Hoboken trivia question, I do. I do. Uh, what famous person uh, was born in Hoboken, New Jersey? Okay. Now, Dan, this can go a couple of different ways, okay? A couple okay. of different ways. But I am going to say that the famous person that you are thinking of born in Hoboken, New Jersey, is none other than maybe the best entertainer that has ever lived. I say uh, maybe. Francis Albert Sinatra. Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for him, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you know what, Dan? You know what's ironic about yeah. your call and your question uh-huh. is uh-huh. my family is from Hoboken. My mom, we lost my mom about 10 years ago, and I talked oh, about I'm her and my aunt. That. Oh, thanks. My, and her, my mom and my aunt, we've lost both of them. They were twin oh. sisters, okay? But they uh-huh. were both born in Hoboken, literally in the apartment above the bar that Dolly Sinatra ran. Now, Hoboken, have you ever been to Hoboken or no? Never. I need to get out more. No, 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 absolutely. (laughs) Now, it's a mile square on the Hudson River, okay? And I'm going to tweet out later on, at Bill Horrendous, my Twitter account, my brother, one of my brothers uh, was back there tonight, uh, and he took a picture of the building that my mom and my aunt were born in, and I'm going to tweet that out. So it'll give you a little flavor for for Hoboken and the uh, urban uh, milieu uh, back there. But of course, uh, Sinatra, uh, you know, legendary. I can remember, as a matter of fact, as a kid, his concert. October 13th, 1974, Madison Square Garden with Howard Cosell doing the intro. Have you ever seen that, Dan, by any chance? I can, no, I can Google it. Yes, I'm going to Google it or YouTube it. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to put it on my page. Absolutely magical moment. And, uh, uh, you know, you're you're right. I think Hoboken, how about this, Dan? Here's another uh, Hoboken trivia question. They okay. say, now this has been debated, but they say that the first baseball game ever played was played in Hoboken at Elysian Fields. There's a plaque commemorating wow. that. So that's the other claim to fame for Hoboken. Oh, my goodness. That is amazing. And not very many people know this about Frank Sinatra, but with his childbirth was a really hard one. Yes, I heard exactly. That he got scarred on the right side of his face. Something to that nature. Yeah, you know what, Dan? It was it was a scenario with his ear during yeah. childbirth. You're absolutely right. That left him with wow. a scar. And yeah. you know, my my grandparents now were friends with his parents. That being oh. Dolly Sinatra and oh Marty. His dad was a, wow. a fireman in Hoboken. Wow. And yeah, anyway, so my my yeah. grandmother was 
Virginia Calandriello, and her brother Tony Calandriello played semi-pro basketball and baseball with my grandfather, oh. Bill Bergen. I've got another great Hoboken uh, thing that I'll put, I'll put on my webpage, is okay. playing semi-pro baseball with Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth. I've got a great picture oh. of those guys playing in Brooklyn. So you know what oh I'm going to do? Goodness. Yeah, so you know what, Dan? I'm going to put it on my page, the picture and the Sinatra oh. Uh, oh uh, MSG event. I'll put that on my page at kpk.com. Oh my! Oh my goodness! That is so awesome because my great uncle lived in Brunswick, New York, or New Jersey, New Brunswick in that area. Yay. And my cousin tried out for the Yankees, but he didn't make it. His name was Davy Moore. And nice. It's just amazing how that works. Yeah, I, I think it was like in the '80s or what have sure, you. Sure. Yeah. And just, you know, I know you're a sports guy, so I mean, uh, I don't know how far you back you, you know, because I mean, these players that try out, they come and go, but it's just amazing. Just because you're better than all your friends in the neighborhood and everything doesn't mean it's the big boys you're going to be, you're trying out for, and they're getting, you realize it's a very unforgiving. Yeah, yeah, and you, and you know what, Dan, what's terrific about Davey Moore and so many, like, I played college basketball, did not play professionally. But you know what? There's something about the effort and the process, yes. and good for him for laying it all out on the table because then yeah. you can sleep at night. Hey, I gave yep. it my best shot, right. and yep. you know that is so commendable. Whether you're a yeah. career player, a Hall mm-hmm. of Famer, you're a minor league guy, or whatever, it's I'll tell you, it's all a family, a brotherhood under the sports mm-hmm. tent, in my opinion. Right, and when you think about all of the teams, you hear about the few big players like the Kobe Bryant that are making millions or what have you. Can you believe there's still people on that team that don't make that money, but they do because they love the sport? That's one thing they don't talk about, how many people that's on those teams of basketball or baseball, but they just love the sport, and they don't make a, they make enough money to make a pretty comfortable living. However, they don't make the millions that Kobe Bryant or Derek right. Jeter makes. However, they still they, they still they just love the game. Exactly. Exactly. Dan, listen, thanks so much for calling in. We really appreciate it Great and your job. listenership. And uh, stay in touch, all right? I'll be back next month and next week. It's Angelique Ashby and Bob Grass, which, uh, okay. which will be uh, terrific in a – you know, just like I can't talk about urban planning, they may not help you with neg- negotiating and defending a pick and roll, but that's the right. beauty of life, right? Right, exactly. And I just want to tell you, thank you for this live show, because I don't know how you guys could tell that – KFPK was, I'm not saying it wasn't dead, but as far as entertaining radio, it's not as lively as it is on the weekdays. So thank you for noticing our, the our, need. Our, our pleasure, Dan. We really appreciate it. And uh, have a great rest of the weekend, and we'll you talk too. again you soon. Too. Thanks, man. Excellent. Excellent. There you go. So we got Peter checking in to say hello. Dan, a loyal KFPK listener with a little Hoboken trivia, which I managed to handle. I'm very... What a, that was not a Delta Breeze you felt. That was my sigh of relief that I successfully answered the Hoboken trivia question. Believe me, I would not be able to uh, face the music if I had committed an egregious blunder on that one. So listen, it's KFBK Weekend Live. It's your host this weekend, Bill Horrenda. Give us a call, 916-921-1530, 800-834-1530. We're going to take a break right now, but we will be back. It's KFBK Weekend Live with Bill Horrenda. Are you itching for a home transformation? Is your kitchen or bathroom begging for a fresh, updated look? It's Todd Bird and Tim Lance from the K. including Andy Dolich, who's been an executive in the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, Niners, Grizzlies, Kelly Brothers, local business expert, talking urban renewal and downtown Sacramento. Also with Andy Dolich, we talked about the membership with the Golden State Warriors, the Chase Center, uh, upcoming in San Francisco, and then also Peter Vesey, the legendary columnist. Give us a call. Quick call. We're about to wrap up. It's 800-834-1530. 916-921-1530. Bill Horrenda hosting KFBK Weekend Live. Terrific lineup of guest hosts, including Bruce Maiman, Joey Garcia, Patrick Dorrance. And next week, it'll be Angelique Ashby and Bob Graswich. 
and it's been my pleasure to hang out with you, and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us, whether you're enjoying the golden sunshine of California, the gloaming coming up, perhaps the golden sand of Tahoe or the Pacific Ocean. Maybe you're grilling and chilling. Maybe you're getting ready to head out and enjoy a Saturday night with that someone special. We certainly appreciate you hanging out with us. The phone number, 800-834-1530-916-921-1530. And I have to share this one last time. I just I, I, I stumbled upon this the other night. If you have not seen The Defiant Ones, the HBO documentary on Jimmy Iovine, legendary music producer, who uh, I had not heard of Jimmy Iovine before this, and Dr. Dre, it is just tremendous. Some of the acts that Iovine has worked with, from John Lennon to Bruce Springsteen to Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Lady Gaga, and now a couple of these names, Tom Petty, Lady Gaga, uh, they're going to be at Golden One Center, along Kendrick Lamar, Jay-Z, Neil Diamond, John Mayer. Tonight it's Lionel Richie and Mariah Carey downtown. So we talked a little bit about Kelly Brothers, about the urban renewal and renaissance of downtown Sacramento. We will, of course, post the uh, all of the interviews in their entirety uh, on KFBK.com. If you missed them, you can, you can check them out. And uh, uh, Anyway, so this documentary was fascinating to watch and some great behind-the-scenes footage of recording studio moments uh, with Lennon, with also Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty, uh, Dr. Dre, and NWA, and those guys in the studio, and the, st- the parallel stories of their lives, and then they work together. And in addition, controversial acts along the way, uh, Nine Inch Nails, uh, Marilyn Manson. Just fascinating how these guys ended up together. Death Row Records and then ultimately founded Beats by Dr. Dre, which they sold to Apple for about $3 billion with a B. Uh, very inspiring, thought-provoking. Uh, I, I think it, it, I, I'm addicted to it. I, if I'm channel surfing right now, it's like I can't change the channel if I stumble upon it. Uh, so next time, perhaps we can talk more about that. We're running up against the clock for sure. But I'd love to get your thoughts on on that uh, documentary and what you took away from it, what made you happy about it, what made you sad, what inspired you, what made you angry about it. It's a lot of stuff there, a lot of stuff. It's kind of like the Phil Jackson quote. He says, there's more to life than basketball, but there's more to basketball than basketball. And I think you could you could supplant music for basketball in Phil Jackson's comment. And we talked earlier about uh, Robert Frost and his quote that he can sum up everything he's learned about life in three words. It goes on. And uh, on this July 22nd, which would have been my mom's birthday and also my Aunt Adelaide, they were twin sisters born back in Hoboken, New Jersey. Uh, people that leave that indelible imprint on you. They never leave you. They're always with you, despite uh, the physical presence not being there. So it's a special day. July 22nd, definitely a special day on my calendar. I know you have yours as well. Your triumphs, your travails, your losses, which we've all experienced in life. And I want to thank you for joining us, not only during the week, during the KFPK Morning News, but also on KFPK Weekend Live. It's been Bill Horrenda. Next weekend, it'll be... Bob Grasswich and Angelique Ashby. Until then, we look forward to seeing you Monday on the KFBK Morning News. It's been Bill Horrendous. It's been KFBK Weekend Live. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time.